Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Mobius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. This is season 24, episode 236, and here on Mobius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons, and continue to be prepared for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're new to my podcast or have been listening for some time now, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Over two years ago, God, we're, we're, we're coming up on uh, three years now, it's pretty cool, um, God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me to equip the body of Christ and glorify his name. My only prayer in today's episode is that, uh, num- number one, that God is glorified. Um, that, that's a new one, just kind of popped in my head, but uh, that and that God's will is done in your life. But at the same time, I guess like God's will being done in your life is God being glorified. So, okay. Beloved, I hate to break it. Um, you know, this this isn't really why why I do my podcast, but uh, I won't be having any music in the background for today's episode. Uh, I kind of had some, uh, I had something happen with a, a friend of mine, um, and uh, it, it's kind of complicated. But anyway, sorry guys, I, I, I thought about doing something on YouTube, but I don't know if that'd be considered copywriting at that point. So, um, because the Anchor app that I use uh, does allow me <clears throat> to use music on like Apple Music and Spotify, but I'm not sure uh, what the guidelines are for uh, YouTube. So, but anyway, we're here to uh, obviously uh, we're, we're here to do another uh, episode about knowing your identity in Christ. I know that we've been talking about this for a long time, but this uh, series, uh, I, I'm telling you, uh, and I and I I really this is my prayer over you as well. Um, whether you've been experiencing it and it would continue or you haven't, but that it would happen. Um, I've really been experiencing a lot of healing in my emotions. Um, and, you know, I make this claim every time, but I don't mean to sound new agey in that, but I've really seen the Lord just mold my heart to understand the power of the gospel, um, and just how wonderful it is what Christ did for us, um, it's, I have just, I, I have experienced such renewing in my mind. Um, even just, even like thinking more clearly about things, I feel like I've really gotten, you know, some of you guys have heard me uh, pray for living understanding. I, I, I can't explain it, but I, I've, I've experienced that throughout this um, study, throughout this sermon series about knowing your identity in Christ. Um, if you have any questions or comments about uh, today's sermon or anything you want to reach me, reach out to me about anything at all, please do not hesitate. You can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com. I'll have that email in the description uh, below. You can, when you click the episode, you can read the description and uh, you'll see it right there. Um, let's open in prayer. Um, well... Yeah, let's open in prayer. Father, I I do thank you for the breath in my lungs that you give me. Um, I do do come to you with awe and reverence, knowing who you are. um, That we are merely dust. That 
In dust we came, in dust we shall return. Father, we just uh, we pray for Israel right now, and we we just we do agree with whatever you're doing there, God. We agree with it, and we worship you, and we trust you. Uh, we pray that you would send workers into the harvest. Um, you would come to people in dreams and visions and reveal your son. I pray for reconciliation. Um, I pray that you'd be glorified and magnified in today's episode. I pray that you would give us more understanding about knowing our identity in your son. I pray for those that are not saved. Um, listening to today's episode and you would bring them into that glorious inheritance. And for those who are, Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would give them living understanding of assurance. Thank you for my podcast, Lord. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being kind. Thank you that we can be confident in your love that we can be expectant of your loving kindness and your compassion. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, last week I got one response from the same listener named Grim. That episode, 235, last week's episode, that it hit her reading the description on what she needed to hear based on what she had been going through recently. And, uh... So Grim, I'm so glad that it was uh, encouraging for you, and I really uh, do pray that the Lord blesses you in today's episode if you're listening to this episode. And then I asked a poll for our Spotify listeners. The, the poll and the questions are for Spotify listeners. So I've said before that if I could do it on Apple Podcast, I would, but I, I can't. So, um, you know, I guess I could, and then you guys could give me your answers through my email if you want to do that. So if you want to do that, um, we, we can we can test that out at the end of today's episode, Lord willing. Um, but my poll was, do you feel more encouraged to love God more as you feel or see his grace for you in Christ? One person responded with, yes. I love this. You know, there's a verse in Hebrews. Um, we're going to read the verse of the day in just a second. It's going to be out of John 7, 38 through 39. But there's this verse... Um, in Hebrews 13, that uh, really convicted me. Um, I was in my bed one day, and um, you guys know that I love football. Um, I was watching football one day, and a lot of the times, like during commercial breaks or during halftime, um, I'll just I'll just open the Bible and I'll read a really cool story out of like First Kings or Chronicles. Because honestly, in my opinion, those those Kings Chronicles and um, those kind of books are page turners. They're, they're very, very intriguing. Um, but I came across this verse when I was sitting in my bed and it's Hebrews 13, nine. It says, do, do not be carried away by diverse and strange teachings for it is good for the heart to be established and strengthened by grace. 
Um, and then it goes on and says, and not by foods, rules of diet and uh, ritualistic meals, which bring no benefit or spiritual growth to those who observe them. So, um, you know, I know there is a teaching out there that talks about, you know, what you eat affects mental health. I, I would agree with that. I'm not sure if that's what this verse is talking about. You have to look in the Greek that that's what's really important. Because um, you'll read like, you'll read say one verse in two different translations and um, you'll see two words um, like it di- like you'll see like here like I'll just give an example so if we look at this verse it says which brings no benefit or spiritual growth there'll be some versions that will try to um, they'll look at the Greek and they'll combine benefit and spiritual and see if it kind of t- if it can tie in there in the Greek and then they'll they'll try to interpret it that way. So that that's I'm not sure if that makes sense what I tried to explain, but that's been my experience when I've looked at different versions. Sometimes when I don't understand a verse, I'll go to my New Version Bible app and I'll look at the verse through like the NLT or the NIV. You know, I have on my on, my on hand is the Amplified. So sometimes most of the time I go to the ESV, um, but Anyway, um, I forget where I was going with that, but, um, oh, well, you know, here it just, ta- it talks about that it's good for the heart to be, to, it says, it says to be established and strengthened. I like to look at those words in the Greek, honestly, by grace. I remember listening to some of Joseph Prince's sermons and, I've heard all the accusations towards him, but I, I, I hear his doctrine. He, I mean, he's he he agrees with penal substitution, that Christ died for our sins, that that he paid the penalty. Like he does preach that. People mix him in with the prosperity gospel, and I'm still back and forth on what I believe about God wanting us to be uh, financially blessed. Paul does talk about being financially ethical. Um, so anyway, but when when Joseph would preach about grace, I would sit in my bed and I would really uh feel um honestly, I didn't I, I again, like cuz I didn't know Hebrews 13:9 when I heard these sermons about Joseph encouraging the body of Christ to love God um but he was doing it in a spirit of grace, in a spirit of um, mercy, if that makes sense. And I felt really, I, I felt what this verse says. I felt, incur- I felt established and strengthened. I didn't even know this verse then, so it's like, but it felt so abnormal to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this just sounds too good to be true. But now I, I come across this verse, and I'm like, all right, Lord, like I think I should be going back to some of those sermons. Um. And I would, you know, people would, you know, I, I would, I would rest in like First Timothy four. I think it's First First Timothy four or Second Timothy. But Paul talks about people. Um, they'll they'll go towards certain teachers because of what for their own desires. I'm paraphrasing there, but um, I don't think I'm doing that. I think I'm seeking out what's true. If I if I only wanted to hear what I wanted to hear, I wouldn't care about what I'm what, about about the things that come. In I would just you know give me what I want. Rather I'm saying I want to know the truth. So um, the verse of the day is going to be John seven thirty eight. 
38 through 39, I stated that earlier. But this is, I, I, um, I read this verse this morning when I um, had gotten done having some breakfast. Um, John 7, 38 through 39, out of the Amplified. Many of you know this verse. He who believes in me, who, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continu continually rivers of living water. But he, meaning Christ, was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified, raised to honor. So this is talking about the Holy Spirit. And beloved, I've had these moments where um, I can feel like verse 38 and I can't express what it feels like, but it feels supernatural and it's it is so, it's only happened a couple times, but you know, it's, that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a sin. It's not a bad thing. So, um, that was ordained by God to happen. Um, so, uh, happy Halloween, of course. Um, you know, I've, I, I mean that in the, in the definition of, um, giving candy. Do I, there's, there's a really good, um, some of you guys know Tim Ross, really like him. He, someone asked him a question. He was, he was doing a Q and a on his podcast and he, uh, someone had asked him about, you know, what do you think about Halloween? Because there's uh, obviously there's so many opinions out there about what Christians think and you can get, there's many different camps about it, but I forget the way Tim described it, but the way he described it, I really agreed with, um, I think you can participate in it to, I, I think this is what Tim I said actually I could be wrong but Tim said um that we can partake in it we can we can what I mean not partake let me use a different word we can um we can engage in it um by passing out candy but do we necessarily agree with um putting things in your front yard that I mean You've got two kingdoms. You've got the dominion of light and the dominion of darkness. There's no in-between. It's one or the other. Paul says in Colossians that we have been delivered from the dominion of darkness into the dominion of his son. I, I think, I'm, I might be paraphrasing there, but so there's no in-between there. It's one or the other. We were children of wrath. Now we're children of God uh, for those who trust in Christ. Um. So, you know, I think if it's a opportunity for evangelism, uh, okay, you can, you know, put a little booklet in there, whether it's like a daily bread thing or have like, put like a mini Bible in there. Um, and people may look at you weird, but I mean, it's like, we're called to be the salt of the world. Um, and we're called to love them and we're called to, um, now we don't want to, you know, we don't want to judge because, you know, the scripture says we don't judge unbelievers, um, so I wouldn't, you know, we only do, you know, we only judge those who are in the church, those who are born again. So, um, that's just the truth that, that, that's, that's what I think about it. Now, one more thing that I do want to talk about before we get into today's sermon, some of you guys, I'm assuming, uh, heard about the, uh, founder 
of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Mike Bickle. Um, if you haven't, well, um, he has been accused of uh, sexual immorality on, I believe, uh, several different accounts. Um, obviously, you guys have, you know, it, if if you haven't, here's your chance to know, but some of you know about how I've talked about many of his teachings being very influential in my life. Um, talking about, I, I, I've listened to his older sermons about like, uh, learning how to delight in God. Um, I've still been learning that. Um, I mean, I love Isaac Bennett. He's another pastor there. I love the way he preaches. Um, but uh, Mike has been, uh, as you could say, excommunicated. Um, I, I do want to pray for him right now, actually, really quick. Um, and you guys should pray for him as well. This is the way... Um, there, there's, there's, there's a video that I watched by Dr. Michael Brown. And he reacted to this whole um, situation. And he really gave some really good some really good knowledge and some really good wisdom. Um, we should be looking at him through the lens of Christ. Um, we should be, um, number one, praying that uh, God would forgive him. Um, but not, you know, a lot of people, you know, might look at that and go, well, you're downplaying uh, the, the victim's heart. They're hurt that they're dealing with. And I'm, I'm, I think, you know, when you make a statement like that, that that's a very... Um, premature judgment um, because I've been praying for the people who have been victimized, um, who have been hurt by Bickle. Um, uh, one, of, one of my most common prayers ever since I came across this, um, beloved, I have really uh, recently been experiencing a lot of healing from my childhood. There's certain things that just don't bug me as much. Um, there's certain uh, strongholds that were in mindsets that uh, were kind of planted in me at a young age, and I've dealt with uh, certain strongholds of thoughts for quite some time. And recently, I beloved, I, you have to trust me on this. Like I, I am not lying, but I have truly experienced God's supernatural renewing power of grace in my mind. It's it's incredible. I've really like, I've really been like in awe and just like shocked, like, oh my gosh, Lord. Um, and so my, so the reason I'm saying that is that's been my prayer for people who have been, is Lord, what you've done with me in my life through my childhood and how you've renewed my mind and you've really helped me with my emotions, do it with them. It's, I mean, I'm putting myself in a place of humility. I'm, I'm, I'm giving God the glory. I'm giving him the honor saying, look at what you did. This is what you've done. So let's just pray right now for Mike real quick. Father, we, we do lift up Mike to you right now. Um, we pray against the accuser. And Father, we, we pray that Mike would uh, receive the blood of the lamb, but that he would also go and make peace with those whom he has wronged. And for those who have been wronged, you would soften their hearts to forgive, Father, and to love, that they would see the love of Christ and it would lead them to repentance to forgive, Mike. 
We pray for the leadership at IHOP right now, and we pray that you give them wisdom, Abba. Your word says that you desire to give us wisdom, even if you have to remind us. You desire to help us. We pray for living understanding. Um, we pray for spiritual rev- uh, uh, revelation. Um, I just pray that Mike would rest in you, Father, that, that he would do what he needs to do to be made right with you through this, Father, if, if, if that is the case. Um, uh, Lord, we also pray that there would be even scales, that there would be fair weights on both ends, that your word says that an uneven scale is incredibly offensive to you. Thank you for Mike. Uh, We thank you for the calling you have on his life and the purpose that he has played um, here on earth. We pray for the victims who have been hurt and that you would truly heal their hearts, Father. This is this is my prayer over them, Lord, that you would Psalm 147:3, you would heal their broken hearts and bind up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Father, give me wisdom as we do today's episode and um, just pray that you would give us living insight into uh, our identity in your son in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week I I, I stated, this is, okay, here we go. (laughs) Last week I stated that it was part 10 uh, through this series. This episode right here is actually part 10. So I am sorry. I have to make that statement right now. The reason this happened is because that, that message last week was supposed to be today's message. So I had to swap them, if that makes sense. Lord willing, today's sermon will be similar to what we did in part three, back in episode 226, when we went through Ephesians chapter two. Um, I just started watching a sermon series called Sanctification on the American Gospel TV app. Uh, You can look at it online or you can get the app. Uh, You can make an account and look at tons of great sermons. I just got done with part two with uh, Mike Abendroth, uh, one of my newest favorite pastors. I love his delivery uh, of the word of God, the reassurance he gives to born-again believers. He's so good at this. And this is something that's really missing in the body of Christ, beloved. There, the, the, the body, the gospel is not just for lost people. It's not just for sinners. It's, it's for saints as well. Paul says in Ephesians 4, Oh, here it is. So he says, and uh, so Ephesians 4.11, and his gifts to the church were varied and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God's from, from God uh, to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation. 
Verse 12, and he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service to build up the body of Christ. Evangelists are not just to go out and preach the gospel if that's what God told them to do. They may be that Romans 10 person of how, how, how beautiful are the feet of, that, bring, that bring the good news. But there, it's for the saints as well. We still struggle with sin. We are the Romans 7. that we, There are members in our body that continue to fight against us. Um, against sin. Because our, uh, my, my, my action to sin goes beyond my actions. Way beyond. It is who I, it's who I am in my innermost being by myself. I stated this just a few weeks ago, or I think it might have been last week, but that by ourselves we're sinners, but in Christ we're saints. Anyway, I love the reassurance that Mike Abendroth gives. Um... Uh, he has very well-constructed sermons uh, that he prepares. Just two episodes in, with five total on the Sanctification series, my eyes have been opened so much. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating that. Um, I have really received such clarity from the Holy Spirit on understanding why God took me on the road he took me on in the beginning steps with Christ. In my, be- um, in my beginning steps with Christ. It's hard to explain, but I just see more grace uh, that God had in my life, looking back. Uh, grace in my ignorance and my arrogance. I, I can't explain it, but it's truly m- remarkable. Uh, he really did carry me through by his grace. Uh, you know, Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. That is the tr- that, that is That verse is not only true over Paul, but through every born-again believer. Um, I can see how uniquely God sanctified me even in the midst of dealing with certain sin issues I was repentant and unrepentant of. Now, the reason why I say repentant and unrepentant, because you might go, well, you can't really be either or. It's You, you can't really be both. It's, it's, it's either or. I used to struggle with um, vaping. And you know what? My next statement is going to get into uh, exactly what I mean by that. So the next statement I'm gonna uh, I'm going to say words that I could get flagged for. So I'll be twisting. Oh my gosh! Hang on a second. This next statement, I'm going to, I was, I honestly was thinking that I already did this sermon last week, but anyway, the next statement, I'm, I'm going to say words that could, that I could get flagged for. So I'll be twisting how the words are pronounced normally. Uh, I am also going to be really vulnerable and share some deep stuff with you all, beloved. Sexual sin was something I struggled with on and off, whether it was pornography or turnibation Hooking up with women was the one I struggled uh, the least with. Uh, when I did mess up and slept with someone, slept with a woman, I was quick to uh, text them and tell them that I was a Christian and that I could no longer do that anymore uh, because I had I had uh, because I had thoughts of just continuing to do it every now and then. Uh, once I had relapsed in hooking up, 
the Lord showed me the circumcised heart he had given me and reached out to those women saying, I can't do that again because of my new identity. Um, and this is like, you know, Paul was really rebuking the, the church in Corinth. Um, and he's like, you guys have been sanctified. Um, and he is turning them, he's, he's, he's trying to get them to repent from certain things that were going on in the church. And then you see in the second letter, uh, the letter brought them to tears and they were led to repentance. So, um, I can, I can kind of, I'm kind of comparing the two between that and my own life. Um, so I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I even told those women, uh, if I was to come back and ask them to, you know, let's hook up again to tell me no, uh, two women that I had fornicated with, I did go back to, and they stood by what I had said and said, no, you told me to not do that uh, with you if you were to come back. There were other things that were said, but I'm just going to keep that private. So looking back, I can see that that was God's grace. It's been over four years now since I've had any real sexual contact with a woman. That's even That even includes, uh, includes uh, well, not kissing, but any other form that you would think of. Uh, concerning turnerbation, uh, it's been over a year since I relapsed on that. Um, and this is, again, all glory to God. I am not taking any of the credit. God has done this work in my heart. He has circumcised my heart. Uh, that was something, uh, turnerbation was something that I struggled with on and off. Uh, now concerning uh, pornography, uh, it's it's been almost two years. Uh, I used to struggle a lot with swearing, vaping, and even smoking cigarettes. Um, I can't even remember uh, how I stopped doing those things uh, regarding swearing, vaping, and smoking cigarettes. Um, like, honestly, beloved, if I tried remembering what happened the day things changed, I can't. And that is probably to just give God all the more glory. Honestly, um, I just don't have, I don't have the desire to do those things anymore. It's, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I've, I had those moments where I would struggle with vaping and I would, I would relapse again on turnerbation and I would relapse again. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever just going to stop this? Um, I honestly just was like, I'm probably just going to struggle with these kinds of things like a once a year kind of a thing. Um, just didn't, I just didn't, just didn't know. So I was really fearful. Um, that That's actually more regarded towards swearing, vaping, and smoking cigarettes. Those were, I mean, the, 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 the sexual integrity issues were pretty quick to deal with. Um, but everything else was kind of a constant struggle. And I just was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to quit. Um, my desire for it was just so large. There were moments where I was repentant over it and I wanted to quit, but there were other moments where I didn't care. I just liked it. Um, now concerning sex, of course, I desire to do that, but in the covenant of marriage. This is why your desire to have sex is not a sin. That is, if you have the conviction to only do it in marriage. I'm going to say that one more time because that that is probably the most important thing that I want you to kind of understand in today's episode. 
Concerning sex, of course, I desire to have sex. But in the covenant of marriage, this is why your desire to have sex is not a sin. That is if you have the, the conviction to only do so in marriage. And that goes, that, that, that goes forth with oral sex as well. So what is my point here? That God's work of sanctification looks different in everyone's life. God circumcised my heart little by little and carried me through by his grace. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. We're going to read this out of the NIV. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, out of the NIV. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, other translations will say homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit, the king, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So again, I don't know everyone who listens to this podcast. Um... Please take this really seriously when I say this. This is this is I'm this is the truth what I'm saying here, okay? I don't know everyone who listens to this podcast. I, I only know a few people. Um I'm just I, I can't sit here and just flamboyantly go, yeah, you're a child of God. Because not everyone is. That's the truth. But for those of you who have put your faith in Christ. You have been sanctified. God is the sanctifier, not us. Once you put your faith in him, Christ, God sanctifies you. He sets you apart for his purpose. Have you seen God circumcise your heart? Have you seen yourself in the Romans 7 controversy, hating the very sin that you commit? Praise God for for your new heart, beloved. He has snatched you out from the world and for his glory and his glory alone. Let's look at Romans chapter 6. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through 14. I think this might be the whole chapter, but here, let's can see real quick. Hang on a sec. Romans 6. Uh, no, it's not. It's 23 verses. So, Okay, Romans 6, starting in verse 1. The title here is Dead to Sin, Alive in Christ. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Now why is this? We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? When, when, excuse me, verse 4 We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So Christ's death is a representation of who we are to our sin, that we died to it. When we trusted in him, we died to that. And then when Christ raised from the dead... We are brought into that new life. That's who we are. That's what he's done for us. 
Verse 5, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. I love that verse. It, it, pretty, Paul is pretty much saying, I just lost my thought. Son of a gun. Anyway, verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the bo- so the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now there where it says anyone who has died, Paul's talking about spiritually um, your sin has died because of what Christ has done. Um, because, because of that you've been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Verse 9, For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Verse 10, The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, um, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That would be the one verse that I would want you to walk away with here, to understand your identity in Christ. Count yourself dead to sin because of who you are in Christ. And because of that, make yourself known to the fact that you're alive to God in Christ. It's all about who we are in him. Verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not, verse 13, do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. This is us, beloved. Paul is writing to people who are born again, people who do trust in Christ. That is who Paul is talking to. That is the truth. For those who put their trust in Christ and repented from sin, when we put our faith in Christ, our sin nature died as Christ died. Then once Christ raised from the dead, we come alive with him It's putting an emphasis on since our sin is dead in the grave where Christ died, why should we go back? Why go back to what we have died to? Christ has brought us into his glorious light with the saints and made us united with God. He made us reunited with God. Now, do you find yourself not being this person? Do you find yourself um, looking back on your life and you're not concerned about your sin and now things are coming to the light? Let me tell you about the grace of our Lord Jesus because he, he saved us. Paul says it like this in 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 17 out of the ESV. The saying, the, the saying, or I would say in my translation, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Other translations will say that he is the chief of sinners. But how does, how does Paul respond to this? He says in verse 16, but I received mercy for this reason. 
that in me, as the foremost, Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immoral, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. If you find yourself today not being born again, and if you are born again, I'm not trying to gaslight you here because that's a sin, okay? That's not what I'm trying to do. But if you find yourself in this place and you look to the law of God, surely you will see yourself as a sinner. But the good news, Jesus came to save you from the wrath to come for all of those who would believe and trust in his name. We can look back and see the sins we either used to struggle with or were habitually committing and see how God's grace might have carried us through either way and to even further show that we are chosen. We have been chosen by God. I only say that because I, I, I've seen that in my own life, and that's probably true over many other people's lives, but I'm not aware of certain stories to tell right now, and I don't want to give a straw man kind of an argument. So, But you don't have a straw man because I'm, I'm being honest. I've, I'm telling you what God's done in my life. So in response to this, we can now walk in newness of life. What is that newness of life? What is that? Christ has brought me to life by circumcising my heart. God giving me faith in Christ because of our depravity. And then he sealed us with the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption when Christ is revealed and we receive the free gift of salvation through Christ. Let's walk in this newness. In order to walk into something new, you must forget the old. The old is what we die to. When Christ died and we put our faith in him, our sin died. It had no more power because of the death of Christ. When we when when we raise with when we when we are raised with him, when Christ rose from the dead, when we're united with him in that, in that newness, being washed clean from the blood of the Lamb, walking in this new identity of who we are in him, who overcame and became a curse for us, we can know our identity. We look at we look at the repentance God has granted to us from sin. To walk away from the former evil lusts we formerly used to walk in without the Holy Spirit. So beloved, my question for you and my poll for those of you that are listening on Spotify, or if you're not listening on Spotify and you would like to answer by uh, sending me uh, an email, and I would love to share it next week. Um, if you If you want to state your name, go ahead. I can share that. If you don't want to, that's fine. But... Uh, my question for you is, have you seen this radical transformation in your life from the Holy Spirit? If you feel like there's missing pieces, um, I would just pray about it. Because I, 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 I would see those missing pieces in my life when I, when I used to struggle with those certain sins. And I would second guess my salvation. I'm like, I'm struggling with this. And there's moments where I don't care. And I'm like, am I really saved? Am I really this? Am I really that? But I've, I've, I, I don't struggle with those things anymore. The Lord has really given me a lot of reassurance. And he carried me through. I just, I can see it. And many of you can, it, you can hear it now in today's episode. 
And then my poll for you guys is, has this given you a better perspective on why to not go back to sin? Well, amen and amen, beloved. That is my sermon on knowing your identity in Christ, part 10. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for um, your son who washes us clean. Um, Thank you for your peace, Lord. I just pray for those who are in really tough seasons right now, going through spiritual warfare. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would equip them for every good work. Give them knowledge of your will, living understanding, spiritual insight. Protect them in their dream realm. Uh, Reveal to them their spiritual gifts, Father. Um, Guard them against the evil one. Uh, Alert their minds against false teachings. And I pray that they would have a meek and teachable and humble heart throughout the rest of the week, if it's in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, next week, I do believe we're going to be wrapping this up. And then I do believe, Lord willing, we're going to be getting into a study through the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, Later today, I'm planning on going to study chapter 8. Pretty excited. Going to go to a nice coffee shop. I love going to coffee shops. It's just like, it's, I've been going to coffee shops for quite some time now. And I'm like, you know what? I think I just, I like, I like going to different coffee shops and checking things out. A really nice coffee shop that I went to a while ago was uh, Desert Oasis and um, not the one in Rochester Hills, but the one in Royal Oak. It's just got a really like, like, uh, like. I can't think of the word. Like, not dark, but that's not the right word. It's got a very, like, uh, oh, like a like a train station vibe. Kind of chill, and I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, it's, like, it's like, authentic and chill, and um, it's really open and, and, and cool, but it's a really cool coffee shop. I only went there one time because I was in the area, and I had to work on a podcast, so. Um, yeah, next week I am planning on wrapping this up, Lord willing. Um, please be praying for me in my job. Um, I was praying today on whether I should find something else because I woke up this morning not feeling well and my work was like, oh, well, don't bother coming in because we don't want you to be sick. And I'm like, well, I'm not sick. So I wasn't able to go to work today and I got a really good workout in Uh, a lot of stuff going on with the Lions. Uh, really hoping they can make a trade. But we'll see. So um, try not to. I I haven't heard anything back from my counselor at OCC to pick my classes for school in January. But I would appreciate your prayers on that. I'm continuing to pray for you guys. And I can't wait to see you next week, Lord willing. Beloved, thank you so much for listening to today's episode as we did part 10 on knowing your identity in Christ. This is your friend Josiah. God loves you.